Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And we would love for you to call in at 303-690-3000. Welcome to today's program of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figgs, pastor at Calvary Chapel Greeley, your host for the next hour, ready to take your questions at that number that was just given to you. We have open lines, so give us a call at 303-690-3000. Maybe you have a question that your Bible reading has brought up. Maybe you got a question about Christian living or current events. So we have open lines. This is your show, The Listener. Those of you who are listening on Grace FM all along the Front Range in Colorado and into southern Wyoming, I would love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. It's uh, a good thing to grab one of those open lines at the beginning of the show. And let's talk about uh, God. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk uh, go to God's Word together, the truth of Scripture, and talk about the things of the kingdom and the things that matter to you. 303-690-3000, and uh, all the lines are open. There is also a means for you to be able to text in a question, and that text line is for texting only, is 720-336-0897. Let me give you that number again, 720-336-0897. I pray that the Lord has blessed you today, and I want to also welcome all of you listening on the East Coast uh, to the Hope FM radio network in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. You too can call at this number, 303-690-3000. Always love to hear from our brothers and sisters on the East Coast. So uh, you are a week delayed, and you can call. Somebody will answer, and you can be on the air and then listen to the conversation next week on Hope FM. Also want to welcome all the online listeners as well, and uh, you are welcome to call uh, at this number. And uh, the next hour is dedicated to just answering your questions and taking your prayer requests as well. I'm sure that many of you have prayer requests. Love to pray with you as we go to the Word of the Lord, as we uh, present your needs and supplications to the Lord in prayer here today. You know, it's David that would write in Psalm 25, that show me your ways, O Lord, teach me your paths, lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. And it's so wonderful that we have a God who desires to teach us his ways, to lead us um, in his truth, to know that his word is truth that is given to us, absolute truth. And all scripture is inspired by God. It is God-breathed, and it is profitable for us for doctrine, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that's what we want to do on this show. We want to be able to minister to you, uh, and to be able to uh, bless you and uh, to uh, bring uh, answers to you any way that we can. 303-690-3000. You have a way to be able to text in a question as well. And uh, as time permits, we will uh, look at those text questions at 
720-336-0897. Again, 720-336-0897. That is a text line. No one's going to answer that uh, that uh, number. Uh, you can text in a question uh, on your uh, phone and be able to ask a question or give a prayer request. Love to be able to look at those uh, as time permits in this hour of Calvary Live. Again, uh, 3 3000 to be live on the show as we are waiting for calls to come in with this uh, question that came in. It, it intrigues me that somebody texted in and said, does God still work miracles today or is that over? And uh, it's a good question because perhaps there are some that say God is dead, that God doesn't work miracles, or God uh, is just some impersonal force up in heaven and lets things go uh, kind of randomly, and he's not involved uh, in our lives. Uh, God um, is one that is very much involved in our lives. He's the initiator, and he works miracles today. And here's the thing to remember is that uh, we think of miracles as somebody being healed of sickness. Uh, we know that he works in healing. He works in uh, in situations, and we know that the Lord is the one who continues to work miracles. But I'll tell you the greatest miracle of all is somebody who uh, has come to Jesus Christ. They become a new creation in Christ. That's the greatest miracle. Uh, somebody who was dead spiritually, because that's what the Bible declares in Ephesians chapter 2, that we are dead spiritually, but God by his great love has made us alive. And as we come to him, as Paul writes in to the Corinthian church, we are new creations in Christ, uh, and he has made us alive. So that's the greatest miracle of all. So the answer to that text question is God still works miracles. And, and bringing us um, into everlasting life, that's a great miracle. Changing our hearts uh, and doing that work of sanctification, conforming us into the image of Jesus Christ day by day. And then also he still works miracles all around us in healing and other ways. So God still does work miracles. Well, all lines are open, so I invite you to call in, be a part of the program. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and the number to call is 303-690-3000. All lines are open and would love to, to answer your questions or take your prayer requests uh, here on Calvary Live today. I just want to tell you about uh, our services while I have the opportunity and lines are open, that uh, here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, uh, Greeley again in northern Colorado, that on Wednesday nights we are going through the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah is an incredible book. I think it's one of the most incredible books of all of the Bible, uh, uh, just uh, the way that Isaiah writes and the prophecies that are there and the comfort that is found there in the book of Isaiah. So we're going to continue to go through uh, Isaiah. We'll be in chapter 20. And uh, looking forward to tomorrow's lesson and on Wednesday nights. And Wednesday nights are a big part of our service services during the week, uh, that mid- midweek service where we have um, a place for all the kids. We have youth groups that meet, but also to go through the scriptures uh, that we've been doing. So Isaiah, we'd love to have you come out, meet us. Uh, sometimes in this busy world that people have to work on weekends or there's other things that come up on the weekends, and love to be able to have you have the opportunity to still be in fellowship and Wednesday nights work uh, for people oftentimes 
with a, a busy schedule and uh, a schedule that uh, gets filled up on the weekend with work or other things that need to be done. So Wednesday nights is an opportunity for you to continue to be in fellowship, to be in God's Word, and to be blessed uh, in every way. Uh, also on Sunday mornings, we have three Sunday morning services at 8, 9, 30, and 11, and we just started a study in the book of Hebrews. Uh, we'll be in chapter 3. Hebrews is such an incredible study as well because the theme of Hebrews is Jesus is superior, um, and he is the one, is the captain of our salvation. Uh, he is the author uh, of eternal life, and to get our focus and emphasis on him. So give me a call, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Let's go to uh, Pedro in uh, on line one. You're on Calvary Live. Pedro? Thank you for taking my call. How are you? I'm good, sir. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for calling in today. Yes, thank you. Um, so the reason I'm calling is... Uh, I'd like to ask for a prayer for my wife. She's been going through migraines, um, okay. and she's had them since she was a young girl. And um, lately, she's been having them pretty often and pretty strong. So, okay. I'd yeah. like to ask the Lord for some healing for her. Absolutely. And as I started the program, that person who texted in, "This God still work miracles," and He does. And I'm so thankful that we can go to Him and and ask for healing. And I know migraines can be very, very difficult um, to where you can't do anything. Um, uh, They just knock you down. So, Father, I pray for Pedro, his wife, uh, that you would just bring healing to her. The uh, migraines can be so difficult and hard and where you um, can't see, you can't walk. Um, Lord, you know how severe they are, and I pray that you bring healing to her, take the pain away, uh, restore her, restore her body. Uh, I pray that you would just take the pain away in every way, bring healing, and we come to you because you're the great physician, and we can cast our cares upon you because you care for us. So I just lift up Pedro's wife to you to do a miracle, to touch her, and heal her in every way. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. You bet, Pedro. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. God bless you. Let's go to Michael in Denver. Michael? Hello, Pastor. How are you, Michael? I'm in some pain right now, Pastor. I don't know what's going on. Uh, went over to to the clinic to see the doctor, and I got an appointment for eight for eight thirty Thursday. But okay. I've got a pain in my lower back uh, around the the left kidney area. I don't know if it's something connected with my kidneys, or it with my kidney, or if it's just a, a knotted muscle down there. It just doesn't want to be nice and loosen up. And it's pretty sharp, and it's hard. It's, it makes it hard for me to get to walk around on it and, you know, doing other things that I need to be on my feet for. So I just would like some prayer for that, for that, for God to take to take it away or to deal with it or make it at least a to, something tolerable. Right. Absolutely. 
you know, sometimes I get that lower back pain and I don't know exactly what it is, but I know it hurts and it's, it's hard to, you know, sit down. It's hard to stand up. It's, it's, it's so, you know, so difficult. So father, I pray for Michael and he has that pain. He doesn't know what it is. Uh, you know what it is. So I pray that you would touch him, bring healing to him, that you'd minister to him in every way. Uh, I pray for Michael that um, if, uh, as he gets to the doctor on Thursday, which is still a couple days away, that you give him the strength to, to make that appointment and then be with the doctors, that they'd have some answers. And if you choose to use the doctors or any kind of uh, medical procedures or whatever, uh, to bring healing, that um, there would be clarity, there would be understanding, that you give the doctors wisdom. But, Lord, I just lift Michael up to you. He loves you, and I know you love him. And, Lord, that you would touch his body and heal every part of his body and his lower back. And, Lord, uh, we just commit him to you, the great physician. In Jesus' name, amen. And can I say a prayer for you, Pastor? Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Father, I thank you for Pastor here. I believe this is Pastor Red. Am I right? Pastor Jeff. Pastor Jeff, sorry. Father, I pray I pray for Pastor Jeff and for his family and for his church. I thank you for him being on the radio today and praying for me. I thank you, Father God, that he is a wise servant, Father God, showing his love for your church. And I thank you for your mercy and your grace and for who you are father god i thank you for i thank you for all that you are god even though i don't always treat you right i thank you for who you are and for the wise men of god that you use on this radio station to do this to do what they do five days a week keep your hand upon him and his family and his church father god i pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate the encouragement. Thank you for the prayer, Pastor. Hey, keep me updated on how your back's doing, okay? Thank you, sir. I will do so. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. As Michael is calling in, the first two callers that we've had come in um, have been asking for prayer for pain, and so I want to read to you uh, just an encouragement in James chapter 5. It, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And so I would encourage you, those of you who have a church when you are in pain or you're sick, that to go to the elders, to call for them, and let them pray over you, anoint you with oil. I know that we do that here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, that we've anointed people with oil to have the elders pray for them. And don't be afraid to do that. That's why the church is here. We're here to serve you. We're here to encourage you. And um, for you who perhaps can't get out, uh, maybe you're um, you know shut in or you're not able to get out or you have a, a family member that perhaps is in a nursing home, to call for the elders, to have them visit and to be able to pray and to anoint if that's the desire that you have, and also to call in today and ask for prayer because the Lord, I believe, hears that and he honors that. So we want to minister to you in that way and to bless you in every way that we can. So 
Um, give me a call. We have open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call to be on the show. And uh, we welcome all of you that are listening here today uh, in Colorado and Wyoming and on the East Coast and online listeners. I'm Jeff Figs. I pastor Calvary Chapel in Greeley, Colorado, and so privileged to be able to be here today with you, to talk with you and minister to you and show you God's Word. So I'd love to point to you the Word of God and to be able to pray with you as well. Uh, I do have an interesting um, text question that came in, or actually a request. And uh, again, that text line that you can uh, text in a prayer request or a question is 720-336-0897. 720-336-0897. But um, Bill texts in a question. I would like to submit a prayer request. I find myself with a diminishing concern for humanity. The more time I spend in public, the more I get frustrated with humanity. Thanks in, in advance. And I think that, Bill, that as you text this in, this is something that a lot of us can feel as we see the culture around us. We can get discouraged as we see the things that are accepted and celebrated and uh, the, the getting further away from the Lord. We can get discouraged with humanity around us. But here's the thing, that we need to see people the way that Jesus sees them. And I hope that um, for all of us that our eyes would be open because people need Jesus. They're lost. And it is hard to see the world around us and, and the culture around us uh, because we're in the world. We're not of the world. But it reminds me of a story uh, in the Gospels that Jesus, there was a, a man that um, was... Uh, Blind and Jesus went up and and touched him and he said, "Can you see?" And the man said, "I I see men like trees." And then Jesus touched him a second time and, and then the man could see clearly. And in that story, I, I've read commentaries that there are those who have come along and said, "Well, um, you, you know, Jesus goofed kind of the first time and he had to touch him a second time." I I, I don't think Jesus goofed at all. I think there's something for us to learn, and that is our eyes have been opened. All of us were spiritually blind at one time. Jesus touched us, and we could see, but we don't always see things clearly the way that the Lord wants us to, and that clarity comes as the Lord continues to touch us to see things the way that he wants us to. And and that man said, I see uh, men like trees, and, and sometimes you know we want to— take our axe and start chopping on people and, and start putting them down in, in our frustration. And, and I can feel that tendency at times. But I also pray that, Lord, will you just touch me again? I want to see people clearly the way that you do, in your love and in your compassion and in your mercy. And I want to be more compassionate and merciful and to see uh, that you do love them and that that's why you sent Jesus to die for them. So, Bill, I want to encourage you in that, to just ask the Lord, I want to see people the way that you want me to, in the love of Jesus Christ, and then to have a heart for the loss. And that's my prayer for all of us here that are listening today. We as Christians, listen, to have a heart for the loss is very important. And for our church here, I know that I reiterate this point continually 
to our people that we need to be a church that has a heart for the lost and and to be compassionate and merciful and give the truth and love. And we can become very discouraged when we see the things around us, but give them the message of hope and to see people the way that the Lord sees them is very important. So hopefully, Bill, that's an encouragement to you. I appreciate your prayer request because you're being honest and you're expressing what a lot of people can feel. So let's go to uh, Geo in Thornton. Is it Hello. Geo? Yes, sir. How are you, Geo? Doing well. And yourself? Good. What can I do for you? Uh, well, normally I have questions, but today I can't seem to find one. So <laughs> I just called in with a prayer request. Absolutely, yeah. One is, um, I guess for me individually, and the other one's for my church. For me individually, um, just uh, my my love growing for people. Um, especially people who I've been hurt by, because uh, there's certain situations in my life where there's someone who's offended me, and I, I realized more recently that um, I'm quick to get defensive, and um, kind of sharpen my, my tone of talk with them, instead of in love. So uh, I think you were actually just saying it to the last caller about uh, yeah. just having, seeing people as God sees them, which I mean God's been showing me more and more and been challenging me with that daily, but I think it's good to ask for that, um, for other people to pray with me about. And then um, the other one is for my church. So I'm on the worship team at my church, and we constantly talk about this, and and we pray for it, but um, it just seems uh, there's a lot of people in our church that are, I don't know if they're hard-hearted because of of hurt in their lives or, or in belief or whatever, but uh, we just want to see breakthrough and true freedom for people, because uh, it, it's not necessarily them like running around or throwing their hands up, but a true freedom. Because so many people just are, are blank faced and are just staring at us on Sundays when we okay. feel the spirit of God moving. So yeah, yeah, and that. that is two great prayer requests, uh, Geo. That um, as I was talking about previously, I, I've been there and and have experienced what you've experienced, you know, to, uh, if we're not careful as Christians, we can become bitter towards those, particularly those who have hurt us. And one of the things that really ministered to me is not long ago, we were going through Luke's gospel and, and to see how Jesus was betrayed by Judas. He knows what it's like to be betrayed. Um, and that is a deep hurt. Um, I, I've talked to people that have been betrayed by a spouse uh, been betrayed by a good friend, um, you know, in ministry. Uh, I've gone through similar experiences, and the Lord, you know, has taught me so much. He's still teaching me, but I remember a few years ago, felt like I was betrayed um, in a very deep way by somebody, you know, that was in ministry. And over time, you know, um, giving it to the Lord, asking the Lord um, to just work in my heart, something supernaturally begins to happen. When we're praying for somebody who's hurt us or betrayed us, then he begins to change our heart. And I think that forgiveness is one of the hardest things that God has called us to do, but he's called us to do that. We see the imperative of forgiveness in the Scriptures, but it has to be a work of the Lord, because I'll speak for myself, Gio. I'm not holy enough to just forgive somebody who has cut me very deep and hurt me very badly to just forgive at once. Is something that I have to do over and over again, day by day, bit by bit. But I've come to to experience 
God's working in my heart. He begins to soften my heart. And, you know, I've come to, I'm a little bit older, uh, as I traveled the years with the Lord and in ministry, that I don't want to be bitter towards people. I don't. Because uh, if we're bitter towards people, it just really begins to diminish your ministry. Uh, It begins to affect you. It begins to grow if you keep that bitterness like cancer. That's why the book of Hebrews says, you know, don't let that root of bitterness, uh, you know, uh, be in our hearts and um, to learn to forgive just as Christ has forgiven us. And it's such a powerful lesson if we let the Lord do that. So that's, first of all, to encourage you. And then second of all, when it comes to worship, um, just to, I think that's a good prayer for the worship team that, Lord, we want you to worship and uh, the people to worship and, and, um, and you know, to be free to worship. Sometimes people don't feel free or they just, um, you know, that's what we always pray. I want people to be free to worship, to come and be ready for worship. So I, that's a wonderful prayer request. As Lord, I just pray for Gio. I, I pray for for him that um, he would just see people uh, the way that you do and to have that compassion and mercy for others and love for others and to forgive. And and um, at times we can be defensive when we feel like that um, that we're being attacked in any way or, uh, Lord, just help us to be wise and, Lord, uh, for Geo, for all of us, and Lord, um, to really um, have your Holy Spirit working in us in those times where we are hurt or offended, perhaps, or in those times where somebody begins to put us down, to be able to forgive, to be able to move on, to be able to continue to minister. And so, Lord, I pray for that, for Geo, and I also pray for the worship team on his church as they lead the people in the worship that um, that the Holy Spirit would begin to touch the hearts and stir the hearts, that people enter into just focusing on you. And, um, and Lord, worship is such an important part of, of the, the corporate meeting when we gather in an individual's life. So, Lord, I just pray for that breakthrough. I pray for that blessing upon the people, that you would move upon them and, and the worship team as well. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks, Gio. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. You you bet. 303-690-3000. And let's go to Lorenzo in Denver. Lorenzo? Hello, Pastor Jeff. Thank you very much for taking my question. You are welcome. Uh, And I'd also like to say uh, thank you for your radio ministry. Uh, I can say, you know, personally, it's been a blessing in my life. Well, I'm glad, and God's Word is so good, and Grace FM, you know, here, uh, us be able to listen in Colorado, to me, is a tremendous blessing, and I'm glad that uh, that is touching your heart, the teaching of the Word of God. Hey, Lorenzo, we're going to go to a break in about a minute and a half, but go ahead and ask your question. If we get interrupted, just hold on, and then we'll come back after the break, okay? Okay, thank you, Pastor Jeff. Um my question is, uh, I had a friend recommend me to read the Book of Enoch, so I just wanted to know if you've read it um, and what if you would recommend it as a reading material for a Bible-believing Christian. You know, um, I don't recommend it. Here's what happens, and um, 
what happens is people like to read extra biblical kind of sources and stuff, um, like Book of Enoch or the Gospel of Thomas or other books. What I would recommend is read your Bible, um, because I know that that's truth, and it's inspired by God. Um, Enoch may be interesting, but we can trust what the Word of God has to say. And there's a very important verse there in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all Scripture is inspired by God, and it is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for instruction in righteousness, that every man may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And I hang on to that from Genesis to Revelation. So, Lorenzo, hang on. I'm going to make a few more comments. And, um, and if you'll just stay on the line, we'll be right back after the break. Hey, this is Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. I want to welcome you back to the second half of Calvary Live and give me a call. I am Jeff Figgs at Calvary Chapel Greeley, ready to take your questions and your prayer requests, 303-690-3000. You can also... Uh, text in a question at 720-336-0897 or a prayer request. But I want to go back to Lorenzo. You still with us, Lorenzo? Yes, sir. I'm here, Pastor. Yeah, thanks. Hey, so so my recommendation is we were talking just for perhaps those who, have, for the sake of just tuned in to the second half of Calvary Live, um, Lorenzo was asking about the Book of Enoch, if, if uh, he was given a recommendation to read it. And Lorenzo, I recommend read the Bible. Uh, it's kind of like um, there's not only extra biblical sources out there, but I remember at one time Bible codes were a big thing, you know, to to go through Bible codes and every so often words or letters in the Bible, it brings out a message. There's enough in this Bible from Genesis to Revelation that is inspired by God to keep me busy. So there's nothing wrong with reading books. You know, we have a bookstore but keep in the scriptures, always make that a priority. And then everything that you read, you need to filter through the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation. Okay. So that's my advice to you. You know, pour into the scriptures, keep learning the scriptures. Um, and they're there, and there's enough in the scriptures to keep us busy for the rest of our lives. And uh, if you read the book of Enoch, understand that it's not a part of the canon of the scripture and treat it as such. And, um, but what happens is people can read this and that, and then they treat it as truth. The absolute truth that we have is from Genesis to Revelation. Does that make sense? Yes, sir, it does. Uh, thank you very much for, again for taking my question, Pastor, and God bless. You too, Lorenzo. God bless you. Just got to keep everything folks, in proper perspective, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. You know, keep the Bible on the forefront, and that is where we're going to get our truth and instructions from God, the commandments, the precepts, and we can stand on what the Bible declares to us from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. And um, not that other books or other things can, uh, 
you know, they can contain truth, but we want to stick with and filter everything through the truth of God's Word. All right? So good question, Lorenzo. Appreciate you calling in. Let's go to Ashley in Denver. Ashley? Hello. I'm here. How are, how are you, Ashley? Great. How are you? I'm good. What can we do for you? Well, I just called for a prayer request. My mom, she's really struggling. Um, she just went through a divorce about four years ago, and then she's been having back problems. Uh, she's 68 years old and just got uh, discs. Uh, she got uh, hardware put in her back, and uh-huh. that's five months later, and then she finds out she needs a new hip, and then goes to the dentist and to get a crown, but they couldn't do it because they found lesions in her jaw. So I'm just needing some prayer. You know, I know she yeah. has been smoking for most of her life. And, right. you know, for me to just say, you know, it's in God's hands. God has a plan. But I just, I really want to pray that God comforts her and they figure it out and that she's healed. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we're going to raise her up before the Lord. And, mm-hmm. Father, I thank you for Ashley, who loves her mom. I can, I can tell her in her voice. And um, I just pray that you'd minister to her um, physically, emotionally, spiritually. She's had uh, a back uh, procedure done, um, but yet I pray that you bring complete healing with her back. Uh, when it comes to her hip, she needs to get a hip replacement. Uh, but Lord, also we pray that you touch her um, for her crown that she wanted to get. She's got lesions. Lord, bring healing that she can get um, that dental work done that she needs to have. But Lord, I also pray that you just free her from her smoking. And, and Lord, that, uh, that you would just touch her in every way, from the top of her head to the soles of her feet, taking the pain away, ministering to her. Lord, just help her to feel better. I pray for Ashley, that you'd help her to be able to minister to her mom. And Lord, um, we know that they are very precious to you. So we just lift her up to you in every way and minister to her and, and just bringing her closer to you and uh, to experience your grace to a greater degree. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You bet, Ashley. Keep me updated, okay? Okay, thank you. God bless you. God bless you, Ashley. Bye-bye. Let's go to Bianca in Aurora. How are you doing? I'm good, Bianca. How are you? I'm good. I just have a prayer request that with all of this stuff going on in the world, I'm afraid that the church isn't really getting a sense of urgency that we need to repent from our ways and turn back to the Lord and share the gospel with people and and I'm just afraid that all of these things that are going on are I mean there's no call for repentance and I've heard that from several people now and I just think we all need to pray I agree with you, Bianca. You know, one of the things when we um, did our New Year's Eve, every New Year's Eve, um, I do a prophecy update, and I, I did one um, called A Noise from the North. We covered Ezekiel chapter 38. 
and we see the events going on in the Middle East that the stage has been set for Ezekiel 38 to be fulfilled. Now, just because the stage has been set doesn't mean that it's going to happen this week or next week or even this year. <laughs> we don't know when it's going to happen. Don't but you, it's It's interesting when you go through it um, that how amazing it is. And I was just actually reading an article about how uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu of Israel uh, was meeting with uh, Putin of Russia and, and saying the activities of Iran and Hezbollah is, is not going to be tolerated, and so the tensions are very high. But, you know, Bianca mm-hmm. also did a message, the part two, called A Nation Not Mentioned. And one of the things that concerns me is the United States really is not mentioned in the end-time scenario. It's not mentioned in the War of Gog and Magog, Ezekiel 38 and 39, which, by the way, gets twice the print of the Battle of Armageddon. Um, Why aren't we mentioned? Even though relations with Israel are very strong right now, we don't have all the answers, but, um, you know, a nation not mentioned, us, it does concern me. And it just reiterates to me how we need to be praying for our nation and we need to be praying for the church. And the church needs mm. to be, we, all of us, and that includes me. I, I, You know, when Daniel was praying for his people in Daniel chapter 9, Bianca, you know how yeah. the 70 years of captivity was about over, and, and Daniel was saying, we sinned, we, we transgressed. He linked himself to the, you know, God's people. He didn't say, those people are so <laughs> flaky, you know. Those people really messed up, and I'm so righteous. I mean, there is no sin recorded of Daniel. He was a sinner. We know that. But, man, yeah. he was one that prayed. He was faithful to God. But he linked himself because to God's people. all of us have sinned, and I yeah. know even I can be guilty of many yeah. things because I've just right. been in the flesh a lot. So when I've I say been that doing things yeah. I shouldn't be doing so of course I'm not trying to exclude myself from the right. church. <laughs> right. And and so I say this humbly. I, I don't say it like everybody else is out to lunch and I got my act together. But but what I'm saying is this, Bianca, that the church needs to preach repentance. As a nation, we need to repent. The love of Jesus Christ, the truth of, of Jesus Christ. And that's when there's going to be a difference that's going to be made. When we really, because so much of a focus is on self-focus, self-gratification, consumer-oriented kind of mentality, rather than we need to be praying. We need to be praying more than ever because these are very urgent times. And you and I, Bianca, are here for such a time as this. And to be praying and be praying for our communities and to be faithful and preaching the gospel and staying true to the Word of God. And that's what's going to turn this nation. And and really, I, I pray for a great revival. I pray for a great awakening before the Lord comes back for His church. And yeah. it's, go- it's going to be by us loving others and praying and on our knees. So um, I and have that. And then on top of that, there are all these churches that are preaching false doctrine and saying that 
that all of that is a myth and the Lord's not really coming, so just rest, relax, do keep doing what you're doing, there's no problem, and and that's also really wrong because, of course, we know that the Lord is coming, and He's looking for holy people that that seek to do his will, and here come these churches saying, oh, don't worry, nothing's happening. Yeah. So, good prayer request. Bianca, why don't we pray? Yeah. Father, I just I just pray that there, there is a sense of urgency because I believe that uh, your son can come for the church at any time. Uh, we don't know the day or the hour. But, Lord, uh, we are here for such a time as this. And and for us as Christians to be um, engaged in the battle, to um, fill the gap, uh, to be the watchman on the wall, um, to stand in the gap of prayer, we pray for the church. We pray that the church uh, would be mobilized to where we're f- faithful to you, Lord, and to the gospel and to... Um, standing for righteousness, to declare the love of Jesus Christ and the hope of Jesus Christ to others. So I thank you for you know this radio station that's uh, through the airwaves is doing that. Uh, I thank you for the churches that are faithful t- to your word and declaring that. But Lord, we just lift up this nation. Uh, we pray that for our leaders, um, we, we know that our nation is very divided. Uh, we pray that um, that there be a turning to you and a recognition, recognizing that we need you, Lord, and the church as well, that the church would turn in every way to you to hold fast to your name, um, the name of Jesus and the t- truth of the word of God, and, uh, Lord, that we would truly be light and that we would be salt in our communities. So I thank you, Lord. Um, you you have us here in and prayer is so important, so we just lift these things up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Bianca. Thanks a lot. Always good to hear from you. 303-690-3000. Got plenty of time for you to call in and ask a question or give a prayer request. Let's go to Brittany in Colorado Springs. Brittany? Brittany, are you there? Brittany, did we lose you? I know that you were holding on a little bit. So Brittany um, was encouragement, babysitting, and um, four-year-old um, says Jesus is the Son of God. Brittany, if you're still listening, I'd love to just uh, hear that encouragement. I think it'd be encouragement to others as well um, to hear that. Uh, um, you, you know, the gospel is um, simple life. Uh, do we have Brittany? Is she she there? I'm I'm just reading my my t- screen here. But Brittany, you know, um, and for all that are listening, uh, one of the things that we do here at Calvary Chapel Greeley is um, we really emphasize ministering to the kids and to minister the gospel to them. And the gospel is uh, simple enough for a child to receive. And there was a mother that came to me. Uh, just um, last week, Sunday before last, and was talking about how their daughter received Jesus in the classroom. 
And it's such a blessing and so important that we minister to our children at a young age because, um, you know, most people respond to the gospel when they're young. And um, so what an encouragement it is, Brittany, and um, that, um, that a four-year-old is recognizing that Jesus is the Son of God and uh, for us to minister to children. And I want to encourage all of you who are listening, pray for your churches for the children's ministry and those who volunteer. Um, sometimes we can forget. And I know for here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, as well as other churches that are here in this community and along the Front Range, that a priority is given to the children to, to get them grounded in the Word of God because they get bombarded with stuff in the world and, and how important it is that they have a place where they're, first of all, safe and that they can hear the love of Jesus Christ and grow in the Word of, of God at their level and to pray for those who are ministering to them because it isn't always easy um, and um, to be able to minister uh, to them in every way, to, to love them. Um, there's great rewards to be given in that. And everything that Jesus had to say about ministering to children was in a very positive way. And uh, so those children are important to Jesus. So thank you, Brittany, for calling. And let's go to Elizabeth in Aurora. Elizabeth? Hi. How are you, Elizabeth? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How can we pray for you? Um, today I was just asking for a prayer about like my addiction because I struggle with drugs and stuff, and I've been sober for a, thirty-four days now, and it's it's just every day is like a fight, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, Father, I pray for Elizabeth that she she has called, and right now all of us that are listening together with one heart, one spirit, and one accord, we pray for Elizabeth that you would just. Free her from the addictions, that you would take away the, the Lord desire. Um, you're the one that can do that work. And um, I pray for that freedom. I pray for that working. I pray for that healing in her. And it is a battle. And I know that the enemy is going to come at her every single day and the temptations and the world that are there. So, Lord, protect her. Put a hedge around Elizabeth. Uh, minister to her body. Um, Lord, free her from the addictions, and Lord, may she soak herself in renewing her mind with the Word of God and empowered by the Holy Spirit to live that life after after you, to live a life free from those things, to walk in the Spirit. So Holy Spirit, fill her, Lord, to overflowing. Heal her, Lord. Just minister to her in this way, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Lisbeth. You keep calling in and asking for prayer, okay? Keep in touch with us. Okay, Elizabeth, want to encourage her. Let's go to Maximus in Denver. How's it going, Pastor? Max, good. How are you? I'm pretty good. I just had a question about, uh, I guess, the entirety of the the Book of Joshua and the the children of Israel, and right. um, I think I heard a quote once. That, that said something along the lines of the children of Israel only ever took 10% of the land that God gave to them. Um, I want to see if that was true or if that, that was accurate, that number. 
I don't know about 10%. I know a lot of it that they didn't take that they were supposed to. Um, because we know that when God came to Abraham, and I'll try to find a reference to you, he made a promise and he said, Abraham, go up and look and all this um, that I show you is going to belong to you. So if I remember right, um, that the reference was um, all the way from where Egypt is all the way over to the Euphrates rivers. And uh, so you might look at that, um, the covenant that he made with them in that. So the closest that they ever did get to, um, you know, ruling over all that land was in um, when Solomon was ruling, you know, where they had the, the greatest peace and prosperity. But what was uh, given to them, promised to them, was a, a, they haven't taken it all. Even in the book of Joshua, Maximus, when they went into the book, uh, into the promised land and they received their allotments, it wasn't a complete, um, you know, conquering of the land. There were pockets of the Canaanites. They never even took Jerusalem until David's time. So there's an incomplete conquering of the land. And um, and then um, I, I wish I could just find those boundaries. But if you look what was promised through Abraham, um, you can see those boundaries. And those boundaries probably won't be realized until the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Um, but they didn't take all that was given to them. They only took a small portion of it. Even when they went into a promised land, um, they took, you know, it wasn't a complete conquest. There were still the Canaanites there and... Um, so that's kind of a general answer for you. And then you said something about the Millennium Kingdom. During the Millennium Kingdom, will Israel have all that land? You know, that's what I, I think. And, and that's what, um, since God promised that to them, um, that, you know, the kind of the thought is from uh, scholarship is that, you know, David's going to sit upon the throne in Jerusalem uh, Jesus is going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. And then there's the mention of the nations. There's still going to be nations, but the boundaries of Israel is going to expand at that time um, is what the thought of scholarship. Okay. If there was... That... Yeah, yeah, I think that answers my question. Okay. Yeah, and then also look in Joshua, too, that um, Joshua you know, was told everywhere he set his foot, and those boundaries are given. But you can kind of, when it talks about the Great River, it's talking about the Euphrates River, which is over in Iraq. And um, and all of that area uh, was promised to Israel during that time, but they've never taken all of it. Mm. What's the closest that they've gotten to, to the well, Euphrates? Well, I think... I think the closest is when Solomon reigned. And it wasn't that, um, you know, there was those two and a half tribes on the east side of the Jordan River, which is today Syria, today Jordan. But that's about as as, uh, big as they got. But, you know, Solomon, they were the most powerful kingdom. And there were those kings that came and paid tribute to Solomon. So I think that's when they had the greatest power. But they didn't that wasn't the boundaries of Israel. Um, so I, I think when they took the land, when they got their allotments, and then in 732 BC, here came the Assyrians and took the two and a half tribes on the east side of the Jordan River off in the captivity. And then the 10 Northern tribes went off. 
and then in 605 B.C., the Babylonians. So um, probably during the reign of Solomon is when they kind of had their greatest influence and power in peace, but they've never taken all of that that was given to them. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you so much, Doctor. Good question. Good question. Good question. All right. Thanks, Maximus. Appreciate it. Well, we got a little bit of time. Let's go to Sandy in New Jersey. Sandy? Yes. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? I am good. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Um, I had a question about the rapture, and um, I've always been taught about it, but I can never find anything in the Bible about it, and I wanted to know if you could explain something to me about that. Sure. Absolutely. When we die, our souls is are with, are we with Jesus right away if we are saved, or do we have to wait for Him to come back? Or good question. Just... Yeah, good questions. Okay. Here's what Paul, when he was writing in Second uh, Corinthians, um, he gives a very wonderful promise. He's talking about the resurrection, and Sandy, the resurrection is eternal life, but it's eternal life. In, in a new resurrected body. In other words, when we die, these bodies will die that we have on this side of eternity, but the time's going to come where we're going to get new resurrected bodies. But Paul in 2 Corinthians, I'll give you the reference, um, chapter 5, verse 8, he says that we are confident, yeah, well pleased, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. So he's saying he's saying this when he's talking about the resurrection of uh, that will get new heavenly bodies. So when we take our last breath here, that we immediately go to be with the Lord. That's the promise. Okay. So when we have a loved one die, um, we know that they go to be with the Lord. To be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. But there is going to be a day when our bodies are going to be resurrected. Not our spirits, not our soul, but our body. Our body goes to sleep in the ground or is cremated, and that happens at the rapture to church that you were talking about. And at the rapture to church, I'm going to read it to you. Paul's writing to the church at Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18, for reference so that you can read it. And it tells us, because Paul's talking about the resurrection, uh, he says, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep or died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So he's saying we have hope uh, in Jesus Christ, who are believers. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. So, Sandy, what Paul is telling us, that there's going to be a day Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 when he speaks about the resurrection, that at the moment in the twinkling of an eye, at, at when the Lord himself will descend with the voice of an archangel with the trump of God, at that time, then those bodies, everyone who's passed on, 
you know, uh, before us are going to be resurrected and instantly in the twinkling of an eye have their new heavenly bodies. And then we who are alive, there will be a generation of Christians that will be alive that will meet the Lord in the air. That's the rapture of the church. It's the Greek word harpazo, where we get our English uh, Latin word rapturus, where we get our English word rapture, a sudden taking. So that's the rapture of the church. But we who die go to be with the Lord. And and people ask, will we have a temporary body or are we just there in spirit? I, I don't fully understand it. But I do know this, that we go home to be with the Lord. This is the important thing. And then one day the rapture of the church that we will get at the sound of the trumpet that we will be changed and we'll have those new resurrected bodies. And then there's going to be a generation of Christians that are never going to experience physical death and they will be taken to meet the Lord in the air and have their new resurrected bodies. And it's so wonderful. We can't fully understand it, but that's what the Bible declares. And I am looking forward to that new heavenly body because no more pain, sickness um, is going to be designed for all eternity. Um, It's never going to wear out. So be comforted by the fact that when we die, we go home to be with the Lord immediately. And um, I can't wait to see the Lord. I cannot. And I pray. Either. I know. And especially as I get older, you know, in Second Corinthians chapter five, when you read it, Sandy, it yeah. it talks about um, how our bodies groan. And the older I get, the more it groans uh, for yeah. me. And, and I look forward to just having that. So thank you for your call, Sandy. Bless you. Appreciate it. Thank We're you. coming to the end of the show. I want to thank all of you for calling in and your prayer requests such a blessing to share this last hour with you and have a great evening. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.